0: Drink it in, drink it in, drink
1: it in man. It is picked off by the line. Darius Slay's got it, coming back right side 25 Picks up a block at the 30, Darius at the 40 Drink it in, drink
0: it in Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep, a man out there, Enzo,
1: caught, touchdown to Lions Jones. Drink
0: it in, drink it in.
1: Touchdown Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Stafford!
0: Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on everybody? We are back. And I got Grifka back here. Grifka, I tried to replace you last week. I tried to get three, four other people to come on. We couldn't make it happen. So I guess I'm stuck with you. What's up, buddy? How are you?
1: It's nice to hear that I'm irreplaceable. (laughs) Oh,
0: man, absolutely. We can't get anybody with the kind of lion's takes that Grifka has, which I don't know if that's good or bad. But, um, no, we're happy to have you back, man. It was a Thanksgiving uh, holiday there. We all kind of got away and, and had some other things on our plate, literally. Uh, it's fun to be back here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, man. Thanks for coming back on. Huh?
1: Hey, yeah, it's nice to be back.
0: So Griff, now that I've welcomed you back, now that you, you're quote unquote irreplaceable, your words, not mine. Um, I got a bone to, I got a big issue.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in hearing this.
0: Does this, this sound familiar? I mean, I, I know the people out there listening, uh, I mean, they've never heard us argue before. It's not like a common occurrence that happens every episode, or is it? <laughs> well, so, you know, so you. like so, I said, reasonable minds I can hope. differ. Reasonable minds can differ. So, I, I don't want to even waste any time, Grifka, because I'm, I'm so frustrated with you right now, and there's no more pleasantries. So, here's the issue. I'm going to, as my uncle Eric would say, I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version, okay? Which is the shorter version of what occurred. So, last Saturday... Here in the state of Michigan, there was a there's quite a big college football game. It's called the game Grifka against our Michigan Wolverines and, and the Ohio State Buckeyes. And everybody that's a non Wolverine or Sparty, do not turn it off. We're not going to talk about the game, but what we are going to talk about is Grifka's attitude. This game starts, and within the first drive, which Everybody and their mother can admit it was a terrible drive for the Wolverines. Bing, bam, boom, right down the field. I mean, we can't cover anything. The Buckeyes score. What do I get? A ping on my phone, text from Grifka. Oh, we're terrible. They. We can't cover any of these crossing routes. Uh, this game's over. You know, I think you waited till the second quarter to say this game was over. But, you know, so I'm yelling at you going – it was so close football game and then we get the kick and at halftime, it's really not that bad of a game. You're all, oh, this, you know, they just can't compete, blah, blah, blah. So in the end of the day, like you end up being right. The Michigan Wolverines get blown off the field. athletically. But here's what I want to yell at you about when I want to have a discussion slash argument about, it's not about you being right. It's about, the mentality that you had and the way that you came at this game, the first negative thing that happened, you quit on your team. You were Mr. E or Mr. Down in the Dumps. And yeah, it came true, but that's, you shouldn't get any thanks out of that. So when we spin it to the lions, that's why I always come at you because you do the same thing with the lions. The minute something goes bad, you're just, you, every, you forgot about every good thing the team has going. Oh, it's, it's poor me. Same old, same old. Krifka, what do you got to say for yourself? And then I got a big issue uh after you're done uh giving your rebut of why you did what you did. Go ahead.
1: Well, I know you always like to say on here how you like to project and you always uh, watch trends and stuff like that. So all I got to say is when I texted you that after the first drive where Ohio State just marched down the field running that crossing pattern, I can't understand why Michigan never adjusted to it considering Indiana did it to them the exact same week before. You can tell Michigan just did not have the speed in the defensive backfield to keep up with those fast wide receivers. And especially on crossing routes you already have the space because they're not they're, they the way they were running those routes it was getting them free so i could see at that point they're not going to be able to cover them and i and my i did not say the game was over at that point i just said they need to clean it up i t- that's what i was worried about because you texted me before the game saying big way oh we we need this goal for the game i'm like i'm worried and uh, you're like, no, 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 don't, hold like, on, hold no, on. Still worried. Let, let me break in. No, I said, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not worried. I'm oh. nervous. And you, and you said, oh, you got to have confidence. I go, still nervous because
0: I. I said, be positive
1: and be confident. You said, still nervous. Still nervous. Yep. Okay. And so right you there. You told a half just there. It just led. Watching that first drive did that. Okay. And be, just knowing what the offense was going to run that, you know, and what Michigan ended up running, just, you know, oh, they're trying to the three yards in the cloud of dust. I mean, that was one of those okay, group things that continued. Fast moving. forward, fast forward. Well, we can't have a, we can't, we can't have a game to, review. I, we want to know why the game said was that you over said. when it went it was twenty-one to six. Right, and I could just tell. And Second you got order. mad at me. I'm like, hey, just watching the trends. They don't have the speed to keep up with these guys. That's all. That's okay. all there was to it. So I do that with the lines the same way. When you just like. They don't have the speed to keep up with these guys or they don't have the they don't have the defensive backfield to stop the pass or they don't have the offensive line to stop the pass rush. You can just see it. OK, and that's okay, what you can well, mad pause about. for a second. For all the football, for all the, football, okay. for all the football you watch and for all the football I watch, you can just see when you are the less talented team. That's why I say that. And I know I know you always want me to do Johnny Blue Skies to you. It's like, oh, it's still OK. It's great. It's fine. But no. That's it's like you can like I said sometimes you just got to step back and realize your team is not as good, and that's what that was.
0: Go ahead. Okay, so before I get to my my big point, and we're gonna we're gonna talk Lions injuries, we're gonna talk about the Thanksgiving game here in a minute. We got to continue to battle this out for a minute because I want to ask you, Grifka. How in the heck did you feel after you texted me at 216 one, this game's over? I said, Oh, hey, we gotta get this crowd out of the game. We gotta like um you know, uh get momentum and do some things and it could still be a ball game. How do you feel when we score two quick touchdowns right before the half and we go in and it's tight? Do you feel like an idiot or do you just say, oh, we're still going to get blown out? Because to me, a real fan is sitting there going, hey, we played terrible 21-6. Now we got a couple good breaks. We're right back in this football game and it's halftime. And that happens a lot with the Lions where things don't go well. You've already turned your TV off or broke your coffee table and I'm hanging in there and they could have went either way at half, man. You didn't know.
1: When they got within two points, yeah, my, my confidence tink started start to t- tick up. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. But then I'm like, oh, well, wow, 41 seconds. And what happened? They marched right down the field, and they got three points. Now, you try to tell me that was a great stop. And I replied, it was. they marched down the field. They marched down the field, you know, 70-some yards it wasn't seventy-five because they didn't even get the touchdown. They started at the twenty-five. <sighs> they, they went. They went down seventy-three yards, and Michigan stopped them. They got lucky. They didn't. And in forty-one seconds, you know. So you're trying to tell. Oh, that's a great stop. No, a great stop would have been like, oh, the time runs out and they don't score and they go into halftime down by two. No, they let no, You know, they no. ran a couple crossing routes. No. You know, Michigan space. You know, Brandon Watson pulled his, you know, his panned, you know, defensive backfield holding or pass interference, whatever, what he was, you know, doing all year. But they marched down the field and went in by, you know, down by five. So you can't tell me it's, oh, yeah, we still got the second half. We're only down by five now. No, they just marched down the field in in 41 seconds and got points. So, Griff, will you please stick to the point? Tell the people, so so you,
0: you quit on the team, then they they got a couple scores, you were, like, feeling good again, then they went down the field, and, and to me, yeah, I didn't like they went down the field, but you held them, like, first and goal on the three, and you somehow held them to a field goal. In my opinion, not only is that a good stop, but hey down five is just like any other game that's just like hey not a big deal so let's get back to the point of like the overall issue which is what we always have on the podcast of you're the sky is falling and you calling me blue skies like we're down five in the horseshoe to ohio state and you just think it's the worst thing ever and i'm sitting there going hey when we come out of half, nobody knows what's gonna happen. Now you can say at the end of the game, see, I told you. Like that's what I want to get down to. And what I really want to get to, and we gotta get to this because we gotta start um getting to the rest of our show. I I mean, I know we have some people that would love us to break down this whole game, but it's not about the Michigan game. It's about this overall quitting. Oh wait, no, they're good now. Oh wait, I I this team's terrible. Oh wait, um, I like them again. It's about that mentality and it's about the text you sent me at the end. When I think I hammered you and I said something like, um, "What did I say something to you like? Oh, I hope you're happy or like um, this that, and the other." And you go, "The problem is you just don't care as much as I do and and some other garbage." And I was like, "I was like, so because you have this this back and forth mentality or this negative mentality, and I have this positive overall vibe on on my fandom and my teams." I don't care as much. That's garbage. And I was ready to jump to the phone and get you, but I couldn't. So that's why I figured I'd wait for the podcast. Like, how does – bring this back to the Lions, not worrying about what happened play for play in the Michigan game. Tell me how you're going to deal with this football team, the Detroit Lions football team, with that kind of attitude where the first thing goes bad, you quit. Oh, wait, halftime? Oh, wait, I'm back again. Oh, wait, they just screwed up at the end of the game? Oh, this team's garbage. I got no time for this team. And then tell me that I don't care because I, I was rooting them on the whole game. Are you kidding me?
1: Well, since we're gonna talk about the lines, I'll I'll fast forward to the lines. I know I've said this to you before. Where you're at in your fandom, I was, you know, <sighs> a while ago. You're it's like you're always like, Hey, positive, yeah, we got all four quarters. I the lines the Detroit lines have ruined my weekend plenty of times you know, where I thought they'd have a good team. They play down to their competitions. Like, gosh, they should blow this team out. You know, let this junk team hang around and they end up losing on the back half. Then the next week they go out and it's like, gosh, you know uh, They should go out and get their teeth kicked in by this team. And somehow they miraculously pull out, a, pull out a win. And then they come back and they do the exact same thing where once again, I have a stress headache come 4:30 on Sunday. They just totally ruined my weekend. It's like, great. Now we got to do this. Where you got to see this at, you know, and it's to the point with the team, it's just like I still watch. I still watch them. And I always want them to win. Just like Thanksgiving, you know, people are like, "Oh, they should, they should lose and get the better draft pick because they're out of it." No, I want them to win. But it's one of those things where I'm just, I'm past that now. I'm not going to let them ruin my weekends anymore. You know. So when when saying when saying Matt, like when saying like gosh. you care about them, I cared about them more. No, I I did before, but I'm past that now. I, I'm past that with That's the Lions. Don't want to watch you to me.
0: Your your text said, "Oh, I'm glad this doesn't bother you because it's going to bother me because I care about this team more than you." Do you were want talking me talking about read the, the text verbatim. We were talking about
1: Michigan, but you want to talk about the Lions? That was that was according to Michigan. Me I mean, it's you, the you same Michigan thing. football. This Don't isn't... tell
0: me you care about Michigan more than me, or you care about
1: the Lions more than me.
0: Yeah, right. Like I wanna say the I care about that... the
1: Lions more than you. Like I said, I, I'm 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 to the point now where it's just like it's like. I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna stay level. I'm not gonna get too high with them, and I'm not gonna get too low with them. I'm, I'm gonna stay level with the Lions. You
0: know, oh, it's just like, on. cool. You don't stay level at all. Here's my problem.
1: And then, uh, like you no, say, I'm not gonna let him. I told you, I'm not gonna let him ruin any more of my weekends. I mean, that's yeah, I heard you. It's, but, it's but, done but, its before. That's not gonna happen. I mean, okay, that Michigan, game, you, pretty much, you, that Michigan you, game pretty much. That game pretty much. ruined my holiday. Oh. I mean, so you want to talk about that? But yeah, I mean, I'm sure you woke up Sunday fine.
0: No, no, it's been bugging me ever since. The problem is you're ruining my weekends, Griffko, When like two minutes into the ball game, you're like, "Ah, oh, this is over. This team's garbage." I didn't say it was year. over
1: after Ohio State marched on the field. I said it when they went down twenty-one-six. Okay, and I said, and that, was, to, I'm like, that was early to I'm like, mid-second and I said, quarter. That's what I was nervous about because they never because they couldn't stop the crossing route. So let's get this right. Stop. Stop putting narrative in there that didn't freaking happen. I told you when they went down 21 6, the game was over at that point. After they went down the field and five plays on four crossing routes, and they and, and What's they scored the difference? on that, that's when I was like, they need to clean this up. That's what worried me. I didn't say the game was, was over at that point. Okay? so It was early right. to
0: mid. Oh, my gosh. Early to mid-second quarter, you're quitting on a, a 10-1 and football team that has everything on the line that you say where you Where the other team so is just
1: marching down the field at them at will, and Michigan is running there not to lose the game offense. Second and, so, seven, so they, second and seven, they're trying to run a blast play up the middle. How many times did that happen? Where was Ohio State so on the edge? They ran one play on the edge all game. The first play of the game where Higdon busted off 12 to 15 yards. Did they do it the rest of the game? No. And then all I had to do was sit there and listen to how great Ohio State's linebackers were playing. That's because they're running right at them. Any linebacker can stop them if they're running right at them. They're not okay. out of position. All this motion so, that, all this motion that Grifta, Maryland did against I don't Ohio need State, review. Michigan didn't do. They ran the most basic freaking offense of the in game. the
0: world. I don't so, need a review of the game. What I want to know is if Michigan wins that game at the end. What, are you not happy then because you had quit in the second quarter? You don't get any credit when they come back and win a game and you'd be like, go blue. Just like I'm telling you about the Lions. Like when you pull that crap when me and Hughes are like writing a message or other people and you're like, oh, they're just going to get whooped again. You don't get any credit then when this team's good and you got your Berry
1: jersey on is what I'm trying to tell you. Like, okay, the difference between so you and a front let's, runner? Let's pull this narrative on you. Like, let's you love the, the let's Lions. pull this narrative. You, oh, Lions, you always good. bust my like chops about like rookies and you need to go out on a limb early. And Say this stuff, and so so you're, you're covering your head, you're covering your bases either way. If a rookie pans out and you've been touting them, great, but what happens when they don't? You just kind of blow it off. Oh, big deal. Oh, yeah, so I was wrong. Oh, you mean so I, I don't... don't get the same thing when I like in the second quarter? I'm just like, well, you know, this game's over, they ain't got crap. Then they come back and win. I just can't say, oh, well, okay. I mean, come no. on. you can't do the no. same thing it's just totally because you different. On a limb. Just cause I call right. it early. Just because I do the presidential election when the state closes this uh, closes ballot box, I'm like I'm declaring them the winner. I mean, don't give me that crap. You can no, do it, but rooting. I can't. I just do it because I predict I predict the downfall of it. You're just always got blue spies predicting the win. You know, okay, whatever. I'm sorry, you're not Red Arbuck lighting up the freaking. I'm not lighting up the the cigar in the second quarter. Oh, this game's this game's in the bag. We got this thing won. I mean, so you can say what you want, but you do the exact same thing. You just always go with the positive of it. I watch the trends like they don't have this. It's over. So there you go. <sighs>
0: okay. Well, I don't know how rooting for your favorite two teams as we talked about here in this argument and – projecting a college player. And there's never been one time where I just, oh, yeah. ho, 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 ho. I got that wrong. No, I've come on here many times said, hey, Grifka, you were right on X, Y, and Z player. And then, yeah, there's been times I've been right. You give me a little credit, but not much. And there's plenty of people I get wrong. You go to Bobby Quinn, he's 50%. So to me, there's a total difference between guessing at what player will be good and won't be versus rooting for your favorite team slash not rooting half the time when I talk to you. It's like, Oh man, we're we're just garbage. Yet yeah, I'll talk to you in the off season. Oh man, we we got a chance to the national title. Oh wait, we lost Ohio State. We we can't compete with their speed. They're just way better than us. Like, like it just kills me every time. And then that, you know, I care more than you. I've been watching longer than you. All this stuff. Like, come on, man. We've heard that a bunch of times. So I I don't buy your metaphor, your comparison, and I just need to battle that out with you because when's it going to come to the day where Grifka's going to like sit in there as a diehard fan of either the Michigan Wolverines or the Lions, watch a game for four quarters, root for his team. And then at the end of the day, be objective, which I still think for the most part at the end of the day, and even in the midst of it, I can be somewhat objective and say at the end of a ball game, Oh man, like either we got blown out. I'm not sitting here telling you, Oh man, the Michigan Wolverines played a great game on Saturday. I'm not going to tell you the lions played a great Turkey day as we had here. But I sure wasn't coming into Turkey Day after the first touchdown by uh, Chicago going, psh, this one's over. Like, they hung in that football game. Is that all of this quitting in the first, second quarter, you had them at 11 wins in the preseason. Now they'd be lucky to win uh, five or you just don't – like, I just, one, want you to hang in there more, and I want people to understand that you – you almost don't get the gravy when you pull this type of garbage because it's the same as a as a bandwagon who sits there and rags on the team. And then when they're good, you see them at the parade. Like, I want you to be there, win-loss, draw during the game, and then also be like, hey, we got our tails whooped. And then tell me why. But don't tell me that this team sucks in this first, second quarter of a game and then not see it out, not root for your team. Or if they come back, then we're talking on the podcast of, wow, what a great game that was. Because I'm going to call you out and say you were negative as hell in the second quarter. And I don't know. It's just – it drives me nuts, as you can tell. But And the, and the caring about Team War, man. I love the Lions. We're both doing the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. We both love this team to death. But we have a total different way of approaching it. That probably never will change. But, I mean – what happened on Saturday, I just couldn't understand it, so...
1: Okay. Like I said, though, I just, like, was watching the trends on that on Saturday, and it's just they didn't clean that up, and that's, that's what worries me about that. Yeah. All right, well, I'll uh,
0: do a rarity on the show. I will uh, bell myself here and say, reasonable minds, I guess, can differ, <laughs> but... uh I don't really mean that Grifka, you know that I think I'm right and you're wrong, but we will definitely move on with the show here and talk some Lions football because as much as um, I'm definitely so heartbroken by that game on Saturday is as much as my Thursday turkey day was ruined too. But before we get to that and talk about the the Lions Bears game on Thanksgiving, we'll just hit a couple quick things here. I mean, just came out uh, the other day, Marvin Jones. Headed to IR. This one really surprised me, Grifka. I thought it looked minor when it happened. I know he told a reporter, "Hey, he was solid a week or two ago." We didn't see him on Thanksgiving. I thought in a week or two he'd be back. Um, what's your thoughts on Marv going to the IR? Kind
1: of a big offensive piece that's uh, gone for the season now. I think it may be one of those things like if the Lions were in a playoff hunt, like a you know real playoff hunt. You know, I mean, I know they're still mathematically you know not eliminated. He'd be playing through it. I don't think it's that bad. You know, I think it might be one of those things just like, could it get worse if he played? Yeah. You know, if it's one of those things like, OK, I'm going to chance it because, you know, the team has a chance to win the division. And like I said, we, I know they're not mathematically eliminated, but it's just not looking good right now. So it might be one of those things like, OK, hey, let's uh let's put you on the shelf, make sure you're completely healthy. You know, it's not one of those things where you make it worse during the season. Then, you know, come off season you need to have some sort of, you know, scope or some sort of surgery that you have to recover from. Because, you know, you always hear those stories about, like, once your body's cut open, it never just exactly heals exactly like you're brand new. So uh, I think it may be one of those things where the Lions are just have decided, it's like, okay, instead of, you know, making it worse, we're just going to, you know, put you on IR and let you rest and get some looks at, you know, maybe some younger guys. Like, I know there's a few guys, like, they're always talking about maybe trying to get a couple more looks on. So I think that's what this is more so than – and then, you know, it's such a terrible injury that they need to put him on an IR. I think that's probably what this would be.
0: Yeah, l- let me uh, give me some space here because we only argued with each other for 15 or 20 minutes. We got some more time here, but <laughs> um, I, I have to I'll give my quick take on this, but I want to go on another mini solo rant on this one. So I agree with your last point that, um, you know, they're probably erring on the side of caution and whatever. But my biggest issue with this is that, you know, This team in general, our Lions, is going to need some mojo heading into this offseason. Now, does that mean victories? You know, it doesn't have to. But it it means playing better football, being more explosive offensively, all that good stuff. So I think not having Marv, people starting to zero in on Kenny, you know, maybe not having carry on for a while, if at all. That's really going to make this offense tough. Now, yeah, we might see some younger guys and some other people do some things. But I don't see many other big chess pieces that, uh, you know, can do some things. So I think it's just really going to hurt the team. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But I, I really thought, oh, man, you know, how are they going to score points? You know, how, is, uh, how are they going to throw the football the way that we're used to so that the people don't revolt? So let me, let me say that to say this. So each each day, Grifka, you know, usually, you know, I'm bouncing between sports radio, podcasts, different things, you know, as I have the time. And uh, so in the last couple of years, you know, I went back to Mike Villene, uh, uh and I used to love him and Terry Foster were just funny together or whatever, but I kind of got away from it. So I go to watch, listen to Valene's show. And to me, when this guy talks sports, you know, I sort of always see where he's coming from with trying to build for championships, not for seven and nine, you know, I get where he's coming from there, but he always has this aggressive take of, I would just put Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, Carryon on Johnson, all, Matt Stafford, all in bubble wrap and just play for 2019. And like, that's not realistic, man. Like some of these guys, if they have a really, you know, even this last week, just throw out a quick example, like, you know, Melvin Gordon was pretty hurt. He ended up talking his coach into letting him play. He ended up playing pretty well, but then in the third quarter, he, re the injury Now he's out in an extended period Like four to six weeks So that's the other side of that If you push it, yeah, you could hurt yourself worse or whatever But I don't go with this Mike Valeni Where he just says put everyone on the shelf Lose every game Get the best draft pick And who's a bigger draft honk than me, Grifka That wants, you know, to dissect the draft Wants good draft picks Wants good capital, all that good stuff Like, I'm not subscribing to that And I think that it's Like, you can go one way or the other, but I think it's a little bit of both. Like, yeah, you don't want to screw up your pick from number, like, five and then win three, four games at the end of the year and go to, like, 15s or 20s. But you also don't want to lose, what would it be, like six, eight games in a row to end the year. And I think, you know, with Marvin's injury, let's say they were just to say, hey, carry on. Like, you could come back, but you might not, like – I think it's a big deal, man. So I'm, I'm telling you right now, like I'm kind of right in that middle road of not wanting to rip off tons of victories. Because like you said, it's pretty like, you know, not possible now to sort of make the playoffs or make a big run. But I don't want to start shelving all these guys and having to watch like terrible football every week, having people just continue to pile on Matt pets. Even Matt Stafford, man, like he needs to get it going, and one of the only ways to get it going is to have a bunch of offensive people out there doing their thing, and him being able to get himself where he needs to be. So I know I'm like kind of going, going off there, but I mean, speak to that for a second. Of like, do do you think there's a middle ground, and with them IRing Marv, like? I, are they going to be able to find that middle ground? Are we looking at, Hey, it's even going to be tough to beat the Buffaloes, Arizona's with some of the people be running out there.
1: Yeah. um, I'm not that guy who wants to bubble wrap everybody as well. And just kind of lose everything and get the best draft pick. I guess my biggest thing is with that. It's like, yeah, we can sit back you know, you want to say this fans or radio guys can want to sit there and talking heads just want to be like, yeah, just lose, get the best draft pick you can. But once again, if guys in the locker room are more than willing to like kind of sit back and say, okay, like, yeah, okay, let's just, you know, go out there, you know, put the pads on and, you know, whatever comes, what may, big deal. Do you really want guys like that on your team? I mean, cause you know, you always hear like, you know, the playing for pride and these guys are pros and they don't want to lose <laughs>
0: classic Griff could take
1: here. Yeah. But, um, if you're okay <laughs> with like mailing it in, you know, like, oh, I'm just here to get a paycheck. Do you really want guys like that? <laughs> well, I was team? waiting for it. Yes.
0: <laughs> no, no, pick up the paycheck. That's a classic one. Here. Exactly.
1: But so that's just it, though. I, I can't imagine you, you're doing you're doing those guys in the locker room a disservice by by even the coaches like doing that. If it's one of those things like, you know, hey, you, you want to draw. You, you're trying to go get free agents. You, you want to try to prove that you're a winning organization, you know, and. Yeah, the season hasn't went like everybody's wanted it to. But to say like, hey, everybody, just you know, you know, let's let's just go out there and you know, give it the old college try and see what happens. And it's you're you're doing those people a disservice. You know, the guys on the team because they're going to be like, well, I don't want to freaking be here anymore. The coaches don't even want to win this game. They want to try to get the best draft pick. What you know, what are they doing? Then those guys are out there. You know, you always say they got to put it on tape for other other teams if they try to sign them, stuff like that. I can't see that happening. They they Hold want to win now. as many games as they want to. Us as fans and as radio guys, you know, talking about the teams but you know, the sports reporters are all like, Yeah, if you lose you get the best draft pick. I mean you can lose fans that way, especially like the Lions. I mean, everybody knows how fickle Lions fans are. I mean, you know, it seems like every year they do something, it's more <laughs> like, okay, you know, whatever. There's there's a point it's kinda like the Lions are one of those teams like as as the old regime dies and, and, and younger fans start to come up, it might be one of those things like you you're just looking for you're looking for just like a front runner. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like that's why the Lions fan base could dwindle. You know, they continue to do this. I mean you know. Drifka, come on. All right,
0: hold on here. I right, we, we gotta we gotta get to this turkey day game, but I got two major beasts what you just said. One is um like you're when I threw that to you, I knew that's this where you're going to go, and, and partly because, like you said, you always say, Well, I'm not the guy that ever wants them to just lose and get the draft. You said that before, even though I just ragged on you for 20 minutes about like, but I don't know, want them to lose, okay? Yeah, yeah, but the the point is, like, you do have to sort of use your brain a little bit too as a fan, like, to win, yes, we go in and root. You always say, Okay, I go into every game rooting for them to win, well. Sometimes at least a quarter or two you do. But um, the thing is that, yes, there is a point of diminishing returns of winning. Say they lose the next two, three in a row. Do you really want to go out and beat Minnesota and Green Bay just so you have that fuzzy feeling? Or do you want to say, hey, at this point, like those wins really are basically empty. So like you got to think that's why I was trying to steer so you to the are you, are ground. Are quitting like, on
1: said team to do that? what you just hounded me about quitting on them. I mean, so I'm quitting on them even before the game starts because just take the loss. Go ahead and take the loss. That, once again, that doesn't make any sense sense to me. I mean, just like you rag on me for like, oh, you quit on them too early. It's like, oh, so if they lose the next couple, who cares if they go win Minnesota Green Bay? It doesn't matter. Get... You just quit on – you quit on them on Saturday then before the game – before even Sunday rolls around. So, I mean, but you're going to rag on me. So, so yes, there's a tipping yes. point is what you're saying. There, there's a tipping point uh, where no. it's like, okay, now it's okay to go out and lose. Now it's okay for them to want to go out and be terrible. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah.
0: That's – okay. You keep trying to compare things to, like, get your – get it right or to turn it on me. No. The reason I ragged on you is because of your, like, extremist negativity early in games or when one thing goes bad or, like, you're really high on it and then all of a sudden they're the worst team ever. That's what I'm I'm ragging on you on. And what I said, again, is there's a point – which, again, Michigan 10-1 and one, in the biggest game of their life, we're not at the point of using our brains to say, hey, this might be a game that doesn't really do us much good to win. We had everything on the line. I said there's a point, and there's coming to a point in this Lions season where am I going to go to every Sunday and say, well, I hope they lose this, or I'm going to root for them to lose? Not necessarily, but there is already a part in me that's saying, hey... What good does it do us to win this game? And that's where Mike Lenny and other people are coming. What good does it do you to whip off some wins here? They try to say zero. I already tried to explain to you that I'm not going with it. The, there's zero net benefits. There's mojo. There's getting people for the coach, the quarterbacks, confidence, all these type of things to sort of play for. What I was trying to say is that yes, like at some point, and we're getting close to it that some of these wins that would be, like, wins for Grifko, who says, hey, I show up every game. I don't want him to – like, can you see that there's not a rooting for tanking and there's also not a, like, dying to win every game when it's really going to hurt your overall goal? I mean, do you want to win championships or do you want to win an empty game in December? Are we talking like – There's a difference. So
1: we're talking, like, fandom versus the guys playing on the team, right? Because the guys on the team don't want to go out there and lose, Okay. That's, you know, they don't want to go out there and lose. The guys on
0: the team have brains, Grifka, and they know that, hey, like, we're not going out to lose, but they would all tell you in a quiet moment that they don't have very much to play for now like they did in September, right?
1: Right. But like I said, those guys are out there putting stuff on tape. Use your brain. Those guys are out there putting stuff on tape because next year, obviously, not everybody was on this team this year is going to be on the team next year. So them going out and showing that they're sloughing off. And, you know, what are they going to do? They're going to, like, their agent's going to go to, you know, some team calls and they're going to be like, well, you know, they were kind of going 75% speed because they really didn't have nothing to play for, you know. Yeah, like, other teams know that. But those guys, they're pros. They still need to go out there and play hard. Now, there's a difference between, like, you know, like, okay, we need to set Matt Stafford because he's dinged up. (laughs) We'll just go out and throw Matt Castle out there, you know, to like so he doesn't get more hurt. Or like, you know, those guys want to win the game no matter what. That's what they get paid to do. So, okay, but like gripping. I said, as a fandom, it though, into fandom into fandom, yeah, it doesn't make go any ahead. sense for them to go on, to go and win. To, mm-hmm. You know, they have to go and get the. You know, it helps them to get a better draft pick. But I'm saying the guys in the room don't want to lose. So okay, so so.
0: Again, we're getting, like, off track because you, you tried to pin me in of that, like, okay, now I'm quitting on the team. So I tried to explain that out. Now you're back somehow on the, like, am I saying the players are quitting? Like, I didn't really talk about that at all. What I've been saying this whole time is that by shelving Marv and maybe shelving Carrion and by me as a common thinking human with a brain that's also a fan is saying, okay, like, it's going to be hard offensively. And we have a draft pick to think about and we have to to think about what you said, which is, you know, are we going to play better? So the current players feel better. So that the fans like the coach so that we can give free agents, all that stuff sort of encompasses into one big ball. And so what I was trying to say is Mike Valente is saying like, it doesn't matter. Just lose every game. Like It's all about the draft pick bubble wrap everybody. You're saying this other, you know, thing that I'm hearing, which is like, well, I'm a true Blue Lions fan when I win every game, I root for them, maybe if it's only for a play or two or a couple quarters as we saw on Saturday, or for the whole game. And I'm sitting there sort of in the middle road saying like, I don't want you to bubble wrap everybody and have us play terrible but I really like want to root for my team, but not to where we go from the fifth pick to the 15th so that Grifka could root and say, we beat the Packers at the end. Woo! Like, that's what I'm trying to say is that we have to consider all these things. And I don't think Valente's right. That's why I sort of wanted to give a rant on him, but I'm now I'm on you again, because you're back to your old jolly gee will clears. Let's win one every week for the Gipper. And I'm saying, hey, man, when when we got nothing to win for, I'm not going and rooting. Like, oh, man, when the Lions are a touchdown, I'm breaking my coffee table. But, yeah, it's going to be frustrating if it costs us in the big picture because I want to win championships. I know, Grifco, you're 40, 30, 40 years of being a fan. Like, you don't think the Lions will ever do that? Like, I think that's a legit goal if they do this thing right. So, anyway, we're
1: we're so far off track, it's crazy. But you
0: got anything else before we move on?
1: Um, Yeah, you can spin whatever whatever narrative you want. I mean, but if it's to the point, you know, like you're just kind of wanting the team to lose, I that just doesn't make an ounce of sense to me. How you can bust my balls in, you know, week six when I say this team's terrible, but you're going to wait till week eleven. You're going to wait. You're going to wait till week eleven to say like, you know, okay, now we can just you know pack up the tent and go home. Okay, okay. Like I said, you can spin whatever narrative you want, but it makes no sense for you. Like I don't want to watch bad football. Just lose the game. OK, that once again, that just doesn't make any sense to me. So
0: Griffin, you're <laughs> going to get me on another whole tangent, but there's a total difference between sort of looking at the big scope of pitcher and trying to be a smart and a savvy fan, but also root for your team versus like I've been ragging on you for your like you always say your fandom, how you root for the team, because it's so. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like one minute you're like, oh, man, I can't wait for this game. We got a good chance. And then one thing goes wrong in the first quarter, second quarter, and you have flipped the script or, like, the world is ending and and it's over. I'm saying to you, like, did I ever say, like, that I'm going to say all of a sudden week 11 this team's terrible? I've come on this show before and told you for a couple weeks now, man, they played terrible, a terrible loss. You know, hey, good, lo- good win against the uh, Panthers. I pretty much call it. Like it is, and you know that I root for him every week, but, but to, to say you, you don't like think about the pick, you don't think about some of these other things is just being just, you know, I don't even know what word I want to use right now. It's just like uh, moronic almost to like say, oh, I just want to win every game and not think about all the other factors that are in play. I mean, come on, like it's all part of it. Like being a fan. Yeah. It's, it's rooting. It's thinking about the pick. It's hoping they sign some guys. It's hoping that we can get rid of some of these stiffs that are out there trying to play corner. It's all part of it. I mean, why would you just sit there and go like, Oh, how can you rag on me for not like being positive, And then you want them to lose like, okay. So it, um... it doesn't make sense.
1: So um that doesn't make sense. So come Sunday, you know, I know we'll talk about this, you know, later on weekend Friday. So it's okay for me then come Sunday. Just as soon as Todd Gurley bust off a 45 yard touchdown run, I can give you three cheers and say, yes, this only helps us down the road. You're, you'll be good with that then. Right. I just want to make sure. Cause this is what, this is what it sounded like to me.
0: No, no. Like the, <laughs> that doesn't the, the, make enough the, sense the, because it, the, be, you know, it's okay. Oh my time, gosh. You know, what are you know. missing here? Like, here's the here's the sad part is that when Todd Gurley rips off a 50-yard run early in the game, it won't be me telling you, like, oh, this is a good thing, don't worry about it. it would be you telling me, like, this team, the Lions suck, they can't do anything, like, I don't even know why I watched this game. That's going to be you, and that's going back to our earlier argument. I'm going to be sitting there when the game kicks off going, I hope they play good here against the Rams, even though I don't think they can beat the Rams. And let's say it's the third or fourth quarter, and they're still playing well, I'm going to be going – hey man, you know, this is, they've been playing good football. Part of me in the back of my head is going to be going, okay, like I want them to win, but I know that a win might drop us, you know, in the draft, you know, but I'm going to still root for them, like kind of using all my sensors, like, you know, so it's, it's totally different. It's like, you know, no, I'm not going to be jumping up in my chair when, when somebody makes a play against my team, but I mean, it's always in my brain of the implications that each game has now that we can't make the playoffs. If we beat the Bears last week, I'm not mentioning any of this because we still have playoff opportunities. We still have, like, a goal that's legitimate. Like, now your your legitimate goal, as I mentioned when I first started this rant about 20 minutes ago, was your your thing now is – Hey, let's let's hope we play better so the the city feels better and so people get off Matt Pat and Matt Stafford's back and so people feel better about the team. That's, That's all we're playing for right now. That's not what I said
1: at all. But okay,
0: <laughs> what did what did you say then? Wrap it up for me because like, I'm what just are you to Lose? And
1: I'm saying the guys in the locker room don't want to lose. That's what I'm saying. Right, right okay, there.
0: We we didn't say anything about the players, and why do you want them? Like, what are wins gonna do for you, especially if they're really empty? Let's say we are you talking me. Whooped by the, yeah. Like if we get like whooped by the Rams, it's no different than you we beat just it, said. We, it's we beat no the Cardinals. No different you just said. If they're on Sunday, they're playing the Rams
1: close in the fourth quarter. Are you really rooting for them to lose at that point, or do you want them to win? Are Are you hoping that the Rams win at that point? Oh, because in your mind, it helps us. I mean. Do, do I want them to win? Yeah, do, you know they rip off of you. You know I don't care. Like I've said before, you know prospects are prospects until they do something. I mean it's okay. Well, you know it's yeah. Just... Well, it's, it
0: works the other way too, Grifka. That hey, you winning a few games or like hoping and like it, it might kick your ass in the end when like you you go down ten spots and you can't
1: get a top player. So the momentum that you talked about, me. they need some good mojo as well. So. They could lose what they have. What six games left? I mean, if um, so if they if they lose, you know, four of them, five of them, but they're really close. They only lose by like three points, seven points. Is that good mojo going to the offseason that you're talking about? That that you that you had in this opening that this team needs? I mean, really? Oh, they lost, but they lost close. I mean,
0: yeah, that, yes, yes, that's in because your mind though.
1: That's in your mind no That's not... if
0: they if they come out every week and they play good football, they're throwing the ball better, they're making plays they're in football games, and they happen to come out on the short end. That's almost like sort of a perfect scenario because we get the mojo, we get the better vibes, we lose, we get all the resources, and we could reload in 2019 and try to go at it. Yeah, that, that we goes, have nothing that to play for right now state, other than
1: pride. That goes back to one of my prior statements. Show me the, uh, yeah, we mm. came really close column in the sports page, but still lost. You know, is that like, is that next to the win, loss, almost, almost file? You know, we got, we got seven almost this year. We might be a good team next year. I mean, it's just –
0: Okay, well, the other side, we 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 run the table. Tell me what that gets me. What's that going to get me? It in gets your, us at nine count, seven Grifka? actually,
1: and you know, not a, not not too far out of the playoffs. Which and that might be the next step that you <laughs> know your coach was supposed that Matt Pat was supposed to bring us in for. I mean, <laughs> well, give me a break. They, okay, you run yeah, the now, table. Now, you're he's at nine
0: seven. now he's my coach. Now he's my coach. Not your coach, but then what? What does almost in the playoffs get you, Grifka? Where's that in the stat column? Is that is that worth something?
1: I didn't know. You're gonna, I didn't know if you you, got a trophy your, or you your got something. your fans are going to be a lot happier at nine and seven, and like almost out of the playoffs, <laughs> as opposed to like three and uh, you know three and thirteen. Oh, we got a high draft pick. Uh, come on. I, I mean, yeah, really? Uh, I, really? Are, are you telling me okay. that?
0: Okay. Uh, I'm I'm telling you in a very short form that to me there's a total difference between like the negativity and the quitting, as I call it on a team early in a ball game and rooting versus, like, playing, which we're basically playing for for nothing now. doesn't mean to, like, cheer against your team, but it doesn't mean that there's really nothing we can gain, meaning a Super Bowl, meaning playoffs, meaning, like, anything. The only thing we can gain is draft status, which to you seems to mean nothing, whereas, like, if we are picking in the top five or seven and we get an absolute beast – Are you going to tell me then that it doesn't matter or that prospects are prospects? Are you going to say, well, I'm glad we got him at seven rather than 15 because it's a totally different player. You can name
1: all those number five picks, number seven picks that are just guys (sighs) on teams too. Like I said, prospects are prospects until they do something. So, I, I mean, come not. on. Okay, well, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's again
0: the negative side. It's like Griffka, you're like thinking, okay, until the guy is good, I'm going to assume every draft pick's going to be worthless. Well, then we might as well just give them all away, right?
1: Yeah, because we might as well just never well, you know, draft because, a player because you know, they're cause probably going to be. I the bad. Patriots really worry about their draft picks. You know, the of Patriots really do. worry about where, at what point, all they, at what point all they do is, is trade at what point down. When's that going to come back and bite them that they're always drafting like 29th, 30th, 31st? When's that going to come back and bite them in the butt? And you're going to say that at that point now they're going to have to worry about it, yeah? Because obviously they're really worried about their draft picks, <laughs> okay, you know. But well, hey, you got your draft, you, you got your draft pick though. You can go lose out and get your go get your high draft uh-huh. pick because I know those teams that are like in the playoffs every year and dogfights every year in the playoffs. They're they're worried about their draft status. They're, that's what they're worried about. That, that's that's exactly what they're worried about. Detroit Lions are supposed to have their. They're, they're, they're quarterback of the future. This guy oh. here forever. I mean, yeah, we, let's worry about his draft picks because I know the Steelers are out there worrying about their draft pick status. And I know, like I said, I know the Patriots are. It's like, Grifka. well, hey, you know, it's fine. You no, know, we, we need to get a high Grifka. draft. Give me a break.
0: <laughs> Grifka, the the Steelers, the Patriots, all those people are not only still in the playoff race, they're leading their divisions. Do you think I'm having this talk with you? If the Lions are... are uh, leading their division right now, do you think I'm talking about like draft status? If we are like have a chance to win a championship? Okay, you think the it's Green totally Bay Packers? Different.
1: <laughs> you think the Green Bay Packers are are, are, yes. are about their draft status right now?
0: Of course. <laughs> so their fans, their
1: fans wouldn't want their fans wouldn't want them to win out to have a better chance of making the playoffs. Do you think they're sitting up in Green Bay right now saying we should just lose out, get a better draft pick? <laughs>
0: eliminated after the last game so yes their their smart no, fans are going hey we gotta we gotta retool we gotta put players around Aaron Rodgers like it's common sense oh my goodness where where are we going your grift I don't even think we can review the turkey game we're gonna have to bump it to Friday
1: no I mean, this is this the best is part that we're actually we're not actually talking about that game I, I prefer <laughs> this discussion over us talking about that meaningless this game
0: I mean, it was a bad game, but it wasn't meaningless because if they win that game, I wouldn't even be bringing up half the stuff I'm bringing up. But that game, along with the the Seattle game, uh, ended our year. I had like three or four buddies write me after this game and say season's over. Like, and, and are they going to not root for the Lions? No, but they are common sense individuals and they're like, they know that we basically have nothing to play for other than pride and other than fandom and other than – the city and the, the players playing for each other, that gets you nothing. But draft picks and free agents and retooling this team, that is what's going to get you to the playoffs and hopefully a lot farther someday.
1: Yeah. it's like So like you yeah, said before, so your you,
0: nine and seven or your eight and eight is going to get you nothing.
1: Like you said, though, It'll it's like you feel good. draft picks are Detroit Lions fans crack. It's always one of those things like, oh, we got draft picks. We got draft picks. Lines have always had plenty of draft picks, but oh, I mean, so whatever. I, mean, it doesn't matter. Okay, but again,
0: use your use your brain, Griffey. You have one. Like all those years, we had the draft picks that you just are pushing aside. Who was picking? We all know we had a few buffoons up there. Who, like, remember when we used to pick in the top five every year? Do you remember what the contracts are like back then? Where like now, a rookie you pay like five million bucks for five years back in the day you'd pick guy at number 3 and you're paying him 50 million guaranteed. Like it's totally different. So you're you're like comparing things with this blanket that are totally um, have you know almost like a it's a different world, different era and you're trying to like compare them like they're even. Like it doesn't you know, you lost me a long time
1: ago, but like But like you said, at what, point, for your team. at what point at what point are you going to like, you know, you're just given you know, Bobby Quinn, the benefit of the doubt because he came from New England. That's that's what you're doing. I mean, you're like, oh, this this guy's totally different than all the other guys. I'm sure the owners thought every other GM they had on this team thought this guy was totally different. I, I, I'm sure that's I what they t- thought. So, but it, it was like their GM hire? I mean, well, like you've only been around since Matt Millen, so I mean, maybe you could have thought Martin Mayhew was just like a total. Buffoon, you know, hire as well, saying why the hire this guy? This guy was just part of the other one, and you know he made some, you know, as I remember, he made some draft picks too. That it was like, gosh, what a great pick! What a great pick! You know, and where's he now? I mean, he's some, he's on some, you know, with some other team as some, uh, you know, consultant or whatever, you know, whatever that title they give those guys. So. It happens. I mean, you're just giving these guys the benefit of the doubt because they've only been here for a few years, and you think okay, since they came you're... from New England that you know, like all, all of a sudden, <sighs> it's just like these guys, you know, we're going to be the Patriots. So, okay,
0: okay. And you're just doing what you do, which is like because the Lions have lost for however many years, you're right. and because I'm in the they show haven't had any good GMs. I'm in the oh, scene as stage. They, they'll never stage. get it
1: right. I, I, I'm past the. I'm past the okay. the hope stage. You know, I'm past the the buying buy the buckets of hope. I'm in the show me stage now that that's where I'm at. Show me. Okay. Okay. You're
0: on the Detroit, you're on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, just to remind you, but I'll I'll see you at the parade someday. I'm sure. So, so Grifka, let's do this. We got so far off track that I want to give you a couple open-ended things to, to talk through some kind of like open-ended questions I think we can just bump Turkey Day into the Rams preview, kind of combine those shows on Friday. Okay. Because um, we went pretty long here for the people. So let's just do a few questions. You know, I, we've argued. We went back and forth. We have different philosophies on this team, different fandom, different rooting habits. The people know that. We went through it again. I think it was some entertaining discussion. But let's hit a few questions. We'll get out of here. And then Friday we'll kind of give them a double dip. Turkey Day review. Rams preview and then uh on to the game that weekend. How about that? Okay, that works. All right. So some simple broad questions, Griffka. First one, we kinda already hit on it a little bit, but should Carry on Johnson return if he's healthy
1: and ready to roll? If if he's healthy and can play, yes, I believe so. If it's one of those things where it's um if he's at like seventy five, eighty percent, no. I mean, because then we kind of run into that thing where you could just kind of re aggravate the injury and make it worse. But if he's a hundred percent and go, yeah, I think even though he's a even though he's a rookie, you, you still need the reps. I mean, at this point, I mean, if he's one of those, you know, you know, six-year veterans that's still you know very productive, yeah, then you could just you know bounce him to save his save his wheels. But even as a rookie, I believe you still need to see more reps to get more, uh, get, you know, see more stuff. So, yeah, if he's 100% and can play, yeah, I would say you bring him back.
0: Yeah, see, this one's a tough one for me. I mean, I think I've seen what I need to see from on. I really like uh, everything he's shown me. Uh, You know, I don't think he's going to forget how to run, catch, block, all the good stuff that he's done this year. Um, I'm always worried because running back is one of those where, like, every carry, every hit, you just never know what can happen. But I mean, I'm with you on this one. Like, if he's ready to go, I mean, you can get hurt, as I always kind of tell people to when they bring up some of these, hold them out. Like, you can get hurt any day of the week. You can get hit by a bus tomorrow. You could like, come down with some crazy illness. Something. Nobody knows what's going to happen, right? So I think that if he's ready to go, and, you know, like you said, for reps, for just like, for just uh, the rapport and also like the most excited I've got is when he really has started to get the ball and everyone's set that he's the three down back and it, it really makes tuning into the game. Great. See what's carry on. I'm going to do. I wonder if you'll like drop 120 and a touchdown or two, you know what I mean? What's, what's this guy's absolute ceiling. So I'm with you. I mean, put him back out there. I'm not going to worry as much about injuries, but um, you know, like you say, it can, uh, Positively impact the team, which is which is good and bad in some areas. But yeah, I would root for him to come back if healthy. Now, next question, Grifco. Do you want wins? Oh man, we already we already battled this one out, but so we'll be we'll be short on it. Do you want wins or do you want the draft position? Wins. Yeah, I uh, that that was an easy bill. but um, no discussion. We too. we already
1: talked about it. I want wins.
0: So. we did yeah it's a it's an easy one for you and it's gonna seem like i'm straddling the fence but like there is a way to want wins want good play and also wanting to say like you know i remember years there's years back uh, a few years ago where like i would like literally know the scenarios going in the game like okay if tampa bay loses and this team loses this team loses and the lions win it doesn't hurt them but if the Lions win and these three teams lose, it drops to six spots. You know, like I'm probably going to have those all figured out as we get closer here to the year. But, uh, you know, my innate fandom wants a win, but there is a way to root for your team. Hope they play well and like know that, hey, if this win in, you know, the last game of the year with backup players is going to drop us a ton or hurt, our, our status, then yeah, I'm going to root for the draft position at that point. Cause I know how much of an asset that is and I value it, you know, more than you do. So that's my, that's my short answer. Cause like I said, we've, we've battled that out a little bit. Um, are there any young players, Grifka, last like, little question. We hit it, we hit on this a little, but um, we can dive a little deeper. Are there any young players that, you will be watching kind of as the season progresses Anybody you want to see, or like, are there guys out there now that you really be keeping your eye on saying, man, if they progress or could they actually be a backup starter in 2019? Cause we're basically at that point right
1: now. Um, mine would have to be on more of the defensive side of the ball. I'd like to see more of Walker in the defensive backfield, see what he can do. I know once again, third round pick must have had a plan for him. I'd like to see him play a little more. It seems like uh, the little bit of playing time he does get, he seems to make a play here and there. I know it's not a whole lot on this defense, but still I, I wouldn't mind seeing more of him. And especially with, I, I know next year, in the, either in the off season with draft or free agency, the Lions are going to be looking at cornerback. But that Mike Ford, I believe his name is, that undrafted rookie, I, I wouldn't mind seeing what he can do. I mean, he can't be nearly as bad as Evan Lawson and Tease Tabor, considering they they benched, completely benched Tabor, you know, inactive yeah. for for the Thanksgiving Day game. The guy wasn't even hurt, and They just completely benched the guy. You know, so I would like to see – I'd like to see more of those guys. Um, offense, I mean, we can talk about the Powells and, you know, hopefully Mike Roberts shows a little more at tight end. But it, I'm thinking more it's got to be defensive side of the ball. They need to – uh really get some stuff cleaned up, you know, going, um, the rest of the year into the off season. So those would be the guys I'd kind of want to see.
0: Yeah. Those are some of the main names you brought up. I mean, I just want to hit, you know, we've talked about him on previous shows. There's a, there's a Grifka bell for you. Um, <laughs> but I've kind of, I've kind of don't know what to think or have half given up on my, my optimism for Brandon Powell. Cause like, he's not even suiting up. So like, when we always say, like, sometimes these NFL teams know what we don't because they see him every day in practice, inside info that we don't have. Like, there has to be something going on where this guy get a look because, I mean, I like what Bruce Ellington has done and a few others, but, I mean, I don't see why, especially with Marv down, why Powell wouldn't be out there trying to show – You know, even if he goes out and he's terrible, like, okay, this guy can't be a slot player. He can't be a a fifth, sixth receiver in the NFL. But we don't even get to see him, which is crazy. And then you hit on Tease. Like, I just want to talk about him for two seconds. Like, I wrote a buddy and just said, you know, Tease is going to end up being Bobby Quinn's biggest swing and miss. Like, high second rounder that is just an absolute liability, doesn't seem to have the mentality to – do it either in this scheme or for this team. So, like, you sounds like you were upset, like, oh, this guy can't even suit up, or he just – they scratched him. Like, I was happy because I was so sick of him getting burnt on every play. It, like, I literally will write friends every play and go, every catch is against Nevin Lawson. I mean, it's unbelievable. Every ball is, like, complete, and then I look up, and it's Nevin Lawson, like, three yards behind the play every time. So, I mean – Tracy Walker would be nice, but I'm just kind of on. I'd like to see a couple, you know, the Brandon Powell's or even, like, you know, see Theo get going again, um, show some things. But, you know, to me, Mike Ford is a – he's just a backup extra type player. I haven't loved what he's done, but he's been okay. And then uh, maybe we'll just see a little bit more, like, from from hand. He kind of flashes at times, and other times I don't notice him. So I'd like to see him continue to show, okay, is he a – is he a stout guy next to snacks or is he a, a big edge? I mean, I really don't know what he does. Cause half the time I see a Sean out there, but you know, this is definitely gonna be a time where you have to evaluate those young players and, and see what you got, you know? Um, but I think we've pretty much seen most of the people. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens the rest of the year, but those are some good names we brought up. So, so Grifco, we went uh, about uh, nearly an hour here. We argued for, a good majority of that. We didn't even talk about Turkey Day. Time to get out of here, man.
1: Yeah, we'll uh, reset. and uh, Friday, we'll talk about uh, Turkey Day shortly. And then uh, we'll just uh, <laughs> preview the Rams game coming up.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. It should be interesting. So, everybody, we thank everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back at you Friday. Um, as Griffith said, short, sad recap on what happened on Thanksgiving. I got a lot of thoughts from Matt Stafford and others in that game. Of how that one shook out. And, uh, man, this Rams one, Grifka, is going to be an interesting one. I think we're both going to have some interesting takes on it and uh, should be a fun one. So, everybody, catch us back Friday morning. Drop in on iTunes, all different podcast platforms. Check it out while you're heading to work or share it with a friend. Everybody, this is the Detroit Kool-Aid cast for me and for Grifka. We're going to get out of here. We'll check you out Friday. We're out. Back the back, Start to play this game. It is over! What a comeback by the Lions! Drink it in, man!